Learn from the queen of crypto, your host, Nadja Roberts, leading people out of financial slavery through Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Learn to get left behind. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. And I am excited about today. As always, today is January the 20th, 2023. And on this day, we have several Cryptopians that were born. And we have Mary Wright. Donna, Kai Kendall, and Andrea Brown. I want to say happy birthday to each and every one of you today, each one of you Cryptopians. And if you would like to have your birthday shouted out across this United States and around the world, please just send me a quick text message to 424-317-7373. Again, 424-317-7373. And we will get your birthday and you will get a shout out on your birthday. So happy birthday to each and every one of you. So today, again, is January 20th. And we are excited about all the things that are going on. We have got a lot to talk about in the cryptocurrency space and the the bottom line is we've got some good things we've definitely got some things that we need to talk about as it relates to some of the negativity that's happening in the space but we know that information is great and whether it comes to us good bad ugly indifferent we're going to put that information out there so with that ladies and gentlemen my quote for the day is the future of money is being created every 10 minutes right here right now in the present and again the future of money is being created every 10 minutes right here and right now in the present and what does that actually mean well bitcoin is being created every 10 minutes and there are miners that are out there all over the world not just here in the united states that are mining for bitcoin and as they mine for bitcoin Every 10 minutes, there is more, there's some mathematical equations that are solved and that brings Bitcoin into existence. And that is going to happen for the next, every 10 minutes till the year 2140, ladies and gentlemen. And so that is what I mean by the future of money is being created every 10 minutes. So I hope that that helps you understand how Bitcoin is semi-created. And next week, we're going to talk about it more in depth as I do the Bitcoin basics moving forward for the whole entire week. We're just going to spend on the basics of Bitcoin. And so I hope that you tune in for that. Um, next week. And so uh, we've been learning about the different cycles, the cycles that are converging all together, the political cycle that is about to change in our country, specifically in the United States. We talked about the NGOs, the non-government organizations of non-elected officials that are actually running what is happening in our world. When we look at uh, the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, when we look at uh, the WHO, the World Health Organization, all of those. And there's about 10 other organizations that will begin running our country. Um, And they've already started. 
whoever holds the money or controls the money is who actually runs the world. And you're going to see more of these organizations popping their heads up, telling our government what needs to happen, when and how. And again, they're not elected officials. They're not even any type of government organization, but they are nonprofit organizations that have a vested interest in controlling everything. And so we're going to start to see them roll out. We also uh, talked about the uh, technological cycle that we're in. And so we are just at the beginning of the digital revolution. And we we talked about all the different cycles within the technological cycle to know that, you know, things are really, really changing. They're changing fast and furious. And we've got to be understanding what's happening and really following these cycles because these cycles happen over and over and over again. And they're all converging together at the same time, which is what is going to give us uh, the opportunity to understand it, grab the bulls by the horns and literally change the way we do business, change the way that we think, think, change the way that we save change the way that we plan for the future. And I'm excited about what we're learning. And so today, uh, we're just going to go through a couple of different things to just kind of help us fully understand where we need to be. I know we need to come up with our plan and we're going to do our plan. But before we get into the plan, uh, I'm going to save that for the week after next, because next week we really need to get to the basics. A lot of the questions that are being asked are basic questions. And so, so for some of you, it'll be a refresher, but some of you, uh, it will be more uh, like a uh, just a beginning course on what Bitcoin is, what cryptocurrency is and how it works. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we're going to jump into this cryptocurrency conversation and make sure that you all are understanding uh, what our next steps are in this space. And so I appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, when we come forward, we will get into the market update and all the things that come along with figuring out this crypto space. This is KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. So again, today, we're just kind of wrapping up talking about the different cycles that we've been in uh, the revolutionary cycle. We have all sorts of different cycles, the technological cycle, but the difference with our technological cycle, this particular time, the cycle within the cycle has all to do with cryptocurrencies and where we're going in this digital space. So many of you know that the CBDCs, the central bank digital currencies have already been piloted. If you just kind of Google Bank of America, Wells Fargo, several of those, they started a pilot program. Um, and that pilot program is going right now. And I really feel as though uh, in the next two to three years, we will be full on digital currency. They're calling it the digital dollar. And so you really start to understand what is going on. Uh, and so next week, as we explore the basics of Bitcoin again for the entire week, we're going to go over Bitcoin. We're going to go over blockchain. We're going to go over altcoins. Uh, we're going to just go over wallets and just different things that we have not done uh, within the last year. We've done it in last year, early last year, but we're going to redo it so that people really understand where we are. And I've been talking to you all about these different um, 
cycles all converging at once. And the biggest thing is you want to know what's in this for you. What does this mean to you? What does it mean to your family? What does it mean to your household? What does it mean to your business? And we have really got to get ourselves ready. And I think that we're continuing to get these warning signs. And I'm going to call them warning shots. You know how you get ready uh, to do something and and there's a warning shot. There's a, a gunshot that just gives you a warning that you need to really be paying attention. And today I'm actually going to bring up another situation that is a big gunshot. It's a warning shot explaining to us and showing us that things are going to start happening in this monetary space. And remember, I've been saying this to you, ladies and gentlemen, for the past couple of weeks. There has to be some big major thing that happens with our banks so that they say, "Okay." We're going to do something to protect you. And so we're going to leave the regular fiat money alone and we're going to issue you these digital dollars. There has to be some catastrophe or something that happens where and I'm just speculating right now. This is just me coming up with something. So you guys understand what I'm actually saying. I'm thinking that the Russians are going to hack in whether they hack in or not. It's going to be that the Russians or some other organization hacked into our banking system and we can no longer use our banking system as it is and we need to now implement this digital dollar so if you've got a dollar in the bank ladies and gentlemen you're not getting that dollar out anymore you need to open up this particular wallet and you're going to put this digital dollar in that wallet and then eventually that digital dollar that is supposedly let's just say one whole dollar eventually will you'll look in there and it amounts to be maybe 95 cent and not actually a dollar because our dollar actually does that right now, but we don't watch those fluctuations. And then eventually that dollar is going to be worth 80 cent in that same wallet, the dollar that you've just left there. And then it's going to depreciate on its own just based on what's happening with the American dollar. But that is going to be how they actually usher this in. I'm going to say this to you uh, because how do we get here? I keep asking myself this over and over and I'm not even saying that I'm in disbelief as to where we are and why our country is not talking about the digital dollar that they're trying to implement as soon as they possibly can. Again, they've got to wait for something big to happen, but we're watching this happen in other countries where monies are disappearing. I you I talked to you all the day before yesterday. People were running in the Bank of America, money missing out of their account. Well, last night I got an opportunity to take a look and talk to some individuals that are working on the Usain uh, his name is Usain Bolt. And again, I tell you all, do not trust me. Verify Google Usain Bolt, U-S-A-I-M Bolt. And he is missing right now $12.1 million from his bank account. Now, they try to make it seem as though this company has nothing to do with Bank America, but it actually has all to do with Bank of America and some of the other uh, firms that come together to deal with this Jamaican investment firm and he's got 12.7 million dollars missing and he has told the bank that they have exactly 10 days to get his money back or else now I am really wondering what the or else looks like so what happened is he opened up his account and he saw that several zeros was missing so 12.7 million was missing and they left him with $12,000 and so he's got an attorney and all of those things and because he was working with American-based banks. 
even though he was in Jamaica, he was under the impression that the FDIC was going to cover his investments. And ladies and gentlemen, I have been teaching you over the last several weeks that just because you have different amounts of money in different bank accounts, and if they equal up to more than $250,000, you're not covered past $250,000. It is per depositor. So if you have $250,000 in Bank of America, $250,000 in Wells Fargo, $250,000 in some other bank, and something was to happen in the banking industry, you are only covered for one of those $250,000. And that is why most of the millionaires and the billionaires have several di different entities, and not that they keep their money in the bank, but they have to have money in the bank for operational expenses, such as I do. Uh, and I keep very minimal in there because of this particular thing. And, you know, for those of you that have been following me, I am still missing $44,000. So that being said, I will never put a lion's share of money in any of the banking institutions because right now you just cannot uh, trust what they say. And again, uh, just looking at the past things that have happened in the last 90 days, the FDIC systematic uh, committee got together and they laughed about the fact that our money is not secure in the bank. And they actually verbatim said that the American people trust the bank more than those of us sitting in this room. It is a fact that wasn't just something that I speculated. And so this is another instance of monies being missed, uh, not necessarily from an actual banking institution, but the banking institutions are, have come together to put together this investment firm. And so again, these are shots fired shots fired that we really need to be paying attention to and so what do we do we really think long and hard about how we structure our savings right now I've shared with our group that something has got to happen in order for them to usher in this C, uh, this CBDC or this digital dollar whichever one comes first or however they label it but you've got to make sure that you have some cash on hand in the event that you go to the bank and are not able to pull those funds out and I'm going to keep reiterating that because I just see it coming and I see it coming harder than we actually uh, are ha harder or sooner than we actually want to uh, admit. And so this digital space is here. It is here to stay. And um, we have got to just start thinking back or thinking about how horrible it would be to live under unfortunately an oppressive government uh, and we watch other countries do it all the time but once the CBDC is ushered in they're going to have so much more control over how we spend who we spend with and all of those things and I don't want you to make you afraid of what's coming forward but you just need to have your eyes open and know uh, what is coming because censorship is definitely real and we see it all the time uh, oppression is real and I think one of the biggest conversations I'm always having with individuals that sit at a table uh, that I meet with, they're always talking about what what cannot happen, what 
cannot take place. And I think coming from my background and being African-American and looking at African-American history specifically and the things that have happened to us in this country, I can always say, oh, yes, they can. And here's an instance in which they did do that here in the United States, because, you know, our counterparts have a real false sense of what America has actually done and how they have actually oppressed or destroyed entire communities. And so they feel as though this can't happen to them. And so I think a lot of people are getting a wake up call that it absolutely can happen to you. And it absolutely will happen to you if you allow them to just continue to control the money. Money is that differential that, again, makes people go back to work off the picket line. It makes people uh, change what they said. Uh, when they really felt and meant what they said, but they got to take it back because they've cut off their income or something of that sort. That is really the only reason people renege on some of the comments they make is because people say, hey, I'm taking your nice Nike endorsement. We're going to put you on suspension. You don't get paid for a certain amount of games. And even though you believe what you believe, you go back in and do what they say because you don't want your income cut off. So we are talking about the cryptocurrency space and again, I'm going beyond the cryptocurrency space. This is all about being self-sovereign, owning and 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 controlling your own money so that they can't make you say and do things that you don't want to do just because they feel that it's it's not right. And, and we're in a country where you're supposed to have freedom of speech. And we're seeing over and over and over again how they're punishing or penalizing people for speaking their mind. If that's what you believe, why should you have to apologize to somebody for something that you said? And I understand there's a whole lot of different elements that go in with the diversity and inclusion. And then we got the whole, you know, I'm not even going to get into it because I'm not apologizing to anybody for anything that I actually believe. Uh, but I just want to say to each and every one of you that we have got to be self-sovereign always with our money and this is the first step in that direction it's not the end all be all we don't know where this space is going but again if we're ahead of it we can understand how me having a bitcoin wallet and owning my bitcoin or controlling my bitcoin i own it but i control it as well is critically important because when i need to send some money to someone i don't have to tell anybody why I'm sending it to them, how long I've known them, what the need is. If my daughter is in Bali and she needs $10,000, I should not have to go into the bank and go through this whole big long thing or go down to a Western Union and give them 10% of my money to make sure that she's getting what she needs. And so we've got to figure out how and what vehicles we're going to use to be self-sovereign and I choose specifically Bitcoin for that now there's a lot of other cryptocurrencies out there we all know that uh, and you know there's some talk about actually rebranding the name cryptocurrency because people are really missing the point people are thinking that Every single coin out there is about money and about profit and gain and all of those things. And they're missing the technology behind each and every one of these uh, cryptocurrencies. And so if we take a look at this space, um, you know, we'll start to understand more and more how uh, crypto has more to offer than just the price 
and just us getting rich or having self-sovereignty. There's just so many more things. And so um, this great reset, ladies and gentlemen, is happening, whether, again, you believe it or not, the World Economic Forum this week has shadowed the crisis, as we all know, as FTX. And we just really feel as though um, this is a great opportunity for a rebrand, for people to really understand what cryptocurrency is about, not necessarily these different platforms. These different platforms are going to continue to fail because you have people behind them with greedy motives. And it's going to continue to happen over and over and over again. We're going to see more and more bankruptcies that are filed in this space again because people are greedy. You're even going to see FTX come back on the scene and try to get you to buy their cryptocurrency because if you're buying their cryptocurrency in hopes that they're doing as well as they've been doing in the past thinking you're going to get in on the front end of something you're helping them to bolster up their funds again so they can fight and do what they need to do in court and so they got a lot of tricks that I see that are coming up and some people are falling for it because I already see people buying coins that they shouldn't be buying uh, and each and every one of us really need to pay attention to the motives behind these different cryptocurrencies and um, why they're being implemented and why they're pushing Pushing them uh, to the community in general. And a lot of the times it's because they need to figure out how to get more funds coming in and how to take advantage of those people who want to get in on the front line and say, hey, we're spinning up this new company. We're doing this thing and you can buy it for pennies on the dollar and then it's going to shoot up and it's going to do this. And it's just a few select people and everybody is in fear of missing out, we call it FOMO, FOMO, fear of missing out. You do not want to be in that. You don't even need to be in that. I am suggesting to each and every one of you that you just hold your ground. You continue to dollar cost average and you will do just fine in this space. Um, there's also some uh, some talk in Davos, Switzerland, and you all will see uh, Davos is D-A-V-O-S. For those of you that are looking it up, there is some regulation that is being sought. They are trying to really figure out how to really turn around what people are thinking about this cryptocurrency space again um rebranding of the word crypto they were even thinking about what else they could use other than crypto and just drop the crypto and do currency and nevertheless you know if there's going to continue to be bad actors and i'm not talking about people that are doing the notorious things nefarious nefarious things like drugs and and trafficking and all of those things i'm talking about those individuals that come in that are clearly uh, doing the wrong thing for investors such as the, the FTXs of the world, we are going to continue to have to rebrand if we do that. But if we get people understanding this cryptocurrency space, you won't have to rebrand because they'll just understand that there are uh, Wall Street companies that are going to come in and try to take advantage in this space and they're going to fail because that's not what this space is about. So ladies and gentlemen when we come forward after news, traffic and sports, we will continue the cryptocurrency conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Courage is, Courage contagious. is contagious. We're KBLA Talk 1580. We know you stick around. This is LA's home for progressive talk radio. Be heard. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. 
All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. So we are finishing the cryptocurrency conversation and I have a couple of things um, that have happened in the news. I need to do the market update, though, before we move any further. And so right now, ladies and gentlemen, Bitcoin is trading at twenty two thousand two hundred and seventy eight dollars. And I am super mixed emotions about that. I'm going to say super mixed emotions because I have mixed emotions. I'm happy that the price is beginning to, to, to do some, some getting some growth, but I'm also just a little bit sad because I need our community to get more Satoshis under our belt. Well, it's at $22,283. It's up in the last hour, 1.9%. And in the last 24 hours, it's up 5.8%. And in the last seven days, it's up 14.45%. Ethereum is at $1,639. It's up 0.77%. And in the, la- in, in the last 24 hours, it's up 5.5%. And in the last seven days, it's up 14.51%. And as I scroll down the other cryptocurrencies, everyone is sort of looking green here. We got a couple that have some reds in the last hour, but for the most part, everybody is green all the way across. Again, I say to you, if you look at these patterns, and again, this isn't technical analysis. This is just layman terms, looking at things. Every single cryptocurrency mirrors in some sort of way Bitcoin. So if it mirrors Bitcoin, then why not own and possess the currency that we know the banks are going to be using all these big institutions, BlackRock. And we talked about BlackRock owning all these companies. But if BlackRock is investing, they're not investing in other these other cryptocurrencies. They're investing in Bitcoin. So why not own that which everyone is going to need? Just my train of thought. So I just wanted to put that out there. And so there's over 22,000 cryptocurrencies. If you want to check on them yourself, you can go to CoinMarketCap and take a look at it. But ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jamie Dimon, the CEO and president of J.P. Morgan Chase, the one who said in 2017 he was firing his employees if they did anything in the Bitcoin space. And then he turned around in April of 2018 and wrote the Bitcoin Bible. And so he ate those words. And now he's again in the news saying that Bitcoin is a hyped up fraud. The cryptocurrencies are a waste of time, but blockchain technology is a deployable technology. And so with that, uh, despite the ongoing crypto winter, Bitcoin supporters are certain that the future for this uh, fledgling industry is very bright. I feel so the same. And so far this year, we have had a little bit of a reason to celebrate. Again, for those of us that want to see the price go to the moon, that's what that term means, to the moon. Uh, We're here to just zip up our spacesuits and make some things happen. In the interim, we're dollar cost averaging. We're not taking mortgages out on our properties. We're not selling properties to put it into Bitcoin. We are just doing small amounts, dollar cost averaging into Bitcoin. But Bitcoin's price has jumped more than 25% in the past few weeks alone after uh, the end of 2022. Maybe Bitcoin was happy to see 2023 coming just like I was happy to see uh, 2023 coming. New year, new things, new everything. But Jamie Dimon uh, still 
isn't a believer, even though he wrote the, the Bitcoin Bible. And he said these things at, I believe he was at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland on Thursday. And that's when he made this statement because he said cryptocurrencies are a distraction. And I am saying to you, and I've said to you actually this week, if you go back and listen to the KBLA, uh, if you go to KBLA.com, actually, and you can listen back to the recordings, you will hear me say that in this cryptocurrency space, there are things that are distracting us from what is really important. And that's having and holding on to Bitcoin. So you got the FTX scandal. That's distracting. You've got the Celsius. We got all these bankruptcies and all these things happening and these people going to jail and and this uh, this exchange person going to jail and getting uh, time for extortion and and money laundering and all of these things, a lot of it are distractions. So I agree with him in that respect. But I don't feel as though cryptocurrencies are a distraction. I think everything that's going on is a distraction. It's distracting us away from them about to implement these CBDCs. But uh, he says that he feels like cryptocurrencies have been a waste of time and a waste of breath and is beyond him how we keep getting involved in this hyped up fraud he called bitcoin a pet rock and so uh you know i definitely don't agree with that and i can actually smile because i know that chase specifically which is uh, a phenomenal uh, bank for some of us that need to have banking done in this space. I just say it that way. I don't know if there's really a phenomenal bank out there, but I actually like my Chase bankers a whole lot because they're insightful and they really tell the truth. And I like when people tell the truth. I don't like to go into banks and they just don't tell you what's going on. I, I have really liked the experience that we've had with Chase. So that's neither here nor there. Uh, but I will say that uh, this pet rock that he is alluding to he's describing digital assets well what is going to happen when this digital dollar comes out and chase is actually and and this isn't speculation this is a fact bank uh chase actually has a digital currency section where their employees are working on the blockchain and working on dig digital currencies and how to implement it in the chase space in fact Earlier in 2022, this is why this baffles me so much, ladies and gentlemen, Chase actually turned on their ability for their users, for their account holders to actually buy Bitcoin. And it happened for a few short minutes. And I was able, because I have somebody at Chase, to call me and say, hey, go to your Chase app and look in there and see that you can start to buy Bitcoin. We're turning it on for a little while. And then it was on, I think it was on like about 30 or 40 minutes and then it cut off that means they're planning on doing something in the bitcoin space they're planning on trying to custody your bitcoin for you something else we don't want them to do um somebody's asking me a question i see it and i'm going to answer that on the ask naja roberts segment in just a few minutes somebody asked me if nfts are going to make a comeback i was just talking about that last night i got an answer for you so just hold on um so with that ladies and gentlemen we uh have got to know that some of these individuals 
that are talking about cryptocurrency, such as Jamie Dimon, they say one thing, but they're doing something else in the background. Now, whether Chase on their own is doing something in the Bitcoin space or and Jamie Dimon is against Maybe his board of directors is saying push forward within the Bitcoin space and he's saying something different. Uh, but this, in my opinion, is just another case as uh, do as I say, not as I do, because I know he understands that there will only ever be 21 million Bitcoin out there. And that uh, at some point he and Chase are going to have to reckon with the fact that those individuals that hold these Satoshis, Satoshis, again, being the smallest increment of a Bitcoin, uh, we hold these Satoshis or maybe some of you may hold a whole entire Bitcoin. You are going to be among the top one percent of the world because you hold these Bitcoin. And it is critically important that we get in stack or it's critically important that I get in stack as many Satoshis as I can again. I'm not a financial advisor anymore on purpose, not providing financial advice. But I can say to you that these statements and some of these things that they're coming up with are definitely a distraction and trying to get you away from what is most important. Blockchain technology is absolutely important. The technology ledger system uh, is what we use to make and move information on. It's absolutely great. But if JP Morgan owns the blockchain that they've actually created, Created, then you're moving back to a centralized system and systems that are centralized do not work specifically for the people that are governed under it. And so we've got to make sure that we're understanding the difference between having a blockchain that's centralized, a blockchain that's decentralized, a money that's centralized, such as a CBDC or a digital dollar, or a money that's decentralized like Bitcoin. And so we're learning all these things as we go. Um, but this is the real world. This is where we are. And when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we'll jump back into the Ask Naja Roberts segment. And we're going to talk about if I feel like NFTs are going to make a comeback. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580. Old money, old money, new money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, now let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. And today is Friends and Family Friday where we bring Instagram into the show with us. And so we are live on Instagram. So I want to say hey, hey to everybody that's watching on Instagram. And uh, and thank to, thanks to all of you that are listening. So someone asked a question if I thought NFTs were going to make a comeback. And ironically, just last night, we were in contact with Nyla Hayes Camp. For those of you that don't know Nyla Hayes, she's a 14-year-old that in a weekend made $6 million on her NFT called the Long Necky Ladies. And so I'm going to have her on. Uh, do I feel that NFTs are going to make a comeback? In my opinion, the answer is no. So those of you who do know me or have followed me know that I did this mastermind of hip hops with Russell Simmons. I did his interview. I did uh, M um, the MC Shy Rock. Uh, I don't know. There was a whole lot of the masterminds of hip hops that I interviewed for this NFT project. And at that time, I made it clear that I really feel as though NFTs are collectibles. And the only 
comparison that I know of that I could think of to make people really understand what a collectible is. And I know we all know what collectibles are, but sometimes people don't wrap their minds around it. So NFTs, in my opinion, have always been or should have been because you're supporting an artist, not that you're going to make money on the secondary market selling it back. So one of the illustrations that I could think of and a good one to me was my grandmother. She had crystal in her living room everywhere. We couldn't even go in the living room. She had this couch, couches that they paid thousands of dollars that had plastic on them that nobody could ever sit on. But in that same living room, and some of y'all know what I'm talking about, those that plastic on that furniture and know that crystal in the house. But once my grandmother passed away in 2014, we had thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of crystal that was valuable to my grandmother because that's what she collected. But when we went to sell it at a yard sale, we could only get 50 cent or a dollar, maybe $2 at the most $5 because it was not valuable to anybody other than my grandmother. And if she had known what we sold her crystal for, she probably would have been hot as a firecracker. But the bottom line is, if you're buying NFTs, you're buying it to support the artist, not that it's going to have value on a secondary market. There is no way that these non-fungible tokens are going to have the value that people are talking about the the perceived value is there and again you can put value on anything but is that value going to hold and what i saw happening in the nft space with those nfts was that they started a younger version of the good old boys club if you had these fifteen thousand dollar nfts if you had these fifty thousand dollar nfts then you can get in these clubs and you can party with these guys but if you didn't have those nfts you sat on the outside you weren't allowed in and so I didn't like that whole ethos anyway, because I looked at and, and I'm talking about these. Um, I don't know, whatever the monkeys were called um, dressed up. I just really I don't know. Anytime I see a monkey dressed up, I think they're trying to be funny in the first place. But uh, that's neither here nor there. But NFTs, I do not think that they're going to be a comeback. And I think that's why we saw hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of nft conferences just thrown up against the wall because they were trying to extract as much money as they could as quick as they could from individuals that were interested in the space because they knew in 2023 2024 it was not going to be all the hype that it was in 2022 so i and i personally i own I think I own two NFTs. I don't know. One of them is a picture of Nipsey. I told you all I bought the first 60 Nipsies um, sitting right here across the street from the Crenshaw store. Um, that's where our, our that's you know, that comes from our hometown, Nipsey. So I wanted to support that artist, but I also wanted some of the money to go back to his son. And so I bought that because I supported it. So um People, well, we're t we'll talk about the metaverse maybe on Monday because that's a whole nother thing. Um, and uh, for those of you that are asking, am I going back to uh, Clubhouse? I absolutely am. I'm going to probably do that, wake that ask up with Bitcoin in the morning. So uh, we're going to do that. But ladies and gentlemen, NFTs are not right, in my opinion, my humble opinion. And I may be wrong. I don't believe it's going to be all the hype anymore. And the value is not going to go uh, back through the roof. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, when we come forward, we will jump into our daily dollar cost average. This is KBLA Talk 1580. 
You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Less BS per broadcast. Fewer microaggressions per megawatt. KBLA Talk 1580. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for us to do our daily dollar cost average. You know, I say a DCA a day keeps poverty away. And we're going to dollar cost average on the Black Wall Street wallet. We are going to take out our cell phones some of you are on your cell phone so you can't really take it out right now but you can do this in your leisure but today we are buying six dollars worth of satoshis a satoshi again smallest increment of a bitcoin like a penny is the smallest increment of a dollar and um, we are going to do it on the black wall street because we are supporting a black business and um, so on that app there's a purple circle and in the middle it has the two arrows that go each direction you're going to click on that we're going to buy bitcoin one time you can set it up and forget it um or you can do this with me every single day we're going to do this until april the first and i'm going to show you all how how stacking six dollars worth of satoshis for an entire year will help you save and once the value goes up and since the value is up you'll see the difference between if i had to just put six dollars in the bank every single day and we're going to look at this thing and see where we are bank versus uh dollar cost averaging of satoshis and so with that ladies and gentlemen I just want to thank each and every one of you for rocking with me on Ahead of the Crypto Curve. And I do not want you all to touch that dial because next up is the D.L. Hughley Show. We are making way for the D.L. Hughley Show. And I want to make sure that you all know that you are so critically, critically, critically important to me and what it is we're doing. If you have a question that you want to ask me, you can go to NajaRoberts.com. There's a section on there where you can click on Ask Naja Roberts and I'll answer your question live on the air uh, and we will get any question answered. I don't care about if it's a cryptocurrency, I got to do some research. But if it's something that has to do with the Bitcoin and the blockchain space or the NFT space or something like that, that I know uh, we can definitely do that. But you can go to NajaRoberts.com and I will answer that question. But again, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for rocking with me. And what we are doing here on Ahead of the Crypto Curve while we are making way for D.L. Hughley is we are creating Satoshi Millionaires one day at a time, one family at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. You're listening to Nadja Roberts on Ahead of the Crypto Curve. Please follow her on all social media platforms at Nadja Roberts, no underscores, no dots. No numbers, just Nadja Roberts. Let's close the wealth gap. It's our turn. Learn or get left behind. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.